0: What's up? What's up? How you doing? What's going on? Oh my god! Where
1: it's a podcast. <laughs> this is what this is what it is. <laughs> what's going on? Oh. We're recording a podcast. Oh yeah! Oh my yeah, god! Right, Do right, you right. not know?
0: Oh god! I forgot what we were doing. Oh hey guys, <laughs> what's up? It's Aaron and <laughs> Nicole. This is dude. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's oh a. It's, we said it. It's a podcast. It's a yeah, it's a podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. We're talking about fucked up shit. Oh my oh, god! Oh boy, we have a good one. Today, I think.
1: It's so good. I'm very excited.
0: Oh, my God. I was so, like, excited to do this uh, episode, but also, like, it made me so mad. I know. In so many ways. I don't know.
1: I know. But it's good. I knew nothing about this. I, I knew of this energy. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, but I didn't know about this specifically and I feel like I've seen like glimpses of this in movies and stuff and so I knew this was like a vibe but yes. I didn't know there was an actual event
0: oh I did um we'll I'm talk so about excited. it we'll talk yeah. about it in just a second but mm-hmm. first do you have any any business no biz
1: about? I don't have biz me neither Mm-mm.
0: We're, you know what January is no biz month
1: fucking no biz month
0: okay it's too much right now okay
1: everybody's having a collective meltdown everybody's over oh it God. everybody is done so i think you know what we got enough biz in our biz lives you know this is a this is fucking we got the business done during the day it's party at night you know what i mean absolutely that's what i'm talking about
0: um mm-hmm. so yeah no business sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> get out of here with your biz um got anything fucked up this week
1: I am just so annoyed at, oh, life, I guess, but... Everything. You know, uh, they finally announced in Los Angeles County that anybody above the age of 65 is welcome to get the vaccine. Right. This is the phase we're in. And I think it's because all, you know, they... Dosed out all the people who really needed it in the first wave and then mm-hmm. they have all these doses that they have to use but it's not the right time to give the second shot or whatever. You know, the, we're right. in this weird window where they're like, oh fuck, what are we going to do with all these now? So they're opening it up. So I was like, great, I can get my dad signed up. Yeah. The information available to a regular person about this stuff is nil. It is – So hard to figure out. There is no website that you could go to to sign up. There's an email, a phone number. It's all a total fucking shit show, as of course it would be. I am so frustrated with how things are run in our government, like, more and more every day. Just, like, fucking pay someone who's fresh out of college to set up a goddamn website that has a fucking Squarespace or whatever where people can, like, where they could put the appointments up? Like this stuff isn't hard. Oh my um, god! We're not
0: exactly like lean and fast here in the United no. States. We are bloated and <laughs> no, not nimble. We're bloated <laughs> and slow. And yeah. you know, I and we're all at lunch still. Okay, so like you're gonna have to come back in the night. Like we're still dealing with a fucking insurrection. Okay, like how do you expect me to like just clock oh, in after that? Ugh. God, Again, right. I say it every day, at least once a day. Where
1: are the adults? Can an adult step in? I feel like they're coming.
0: I feel like they're coming. Yeah, they're coming. I really do. I really do Things are going to get
1: better, but, like, they're not going to get – like, things are going to get better in so many ways, but also, like, we're going to be dealing with the same old shit, and it's just like, do I need to fucking step in here? Like, do I need to run for fucking mayor or governor or whatever? Like, do I need to be out here being like, uh, no, thank you, and also do your fucking job, and I want to see it tomorrow. I want to be done.
0: I want to see, like, you know – people who have the attitude of like I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. Oh. I'm here to win, okay? I'm here to break balls, okay? Yeah, I don't I want that like reality show fucking yes. cutthroat ruthlessness, but like not in the Donald Trump way, like No, like, no, no. Like in you know, the drag queen way. Like in the yeah, Bad yeah, Girls Club yeah. drag drag RuPaul's drag race, like yeah. I want the like no nonsense, I'm mm-hmm. stepping my pussy up, let's Fucking yes. go.
1: Like RuPaul's – Vaccines tra-
0: in arms. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> fucking it is a vaccine-stravaganza and it is – we are – and it's a group challenge, okay? So we are mm. working together. This isn't um you do your thing, I do mine. No. This is – listen, I'm going to do my thing, you're going to do your thing, but we're going to fucking shine together and we're going to make this shit happen. They said we have to choreograph our own routine and it's fucking getting done and it's going to mm-hmm. be good, okay? That's what That's I right. want to see. That's Bring right. Bring that energy that's it yes
0: uh, that's it I'm you're right 100% (laughs) rant done uh (laughs) Nicole
1: 2024 um (laughs) for a uh, president or sure why not I mean anybody could do it at this point obviously
0: um (laughs) (laughs) well that's a very good rant I love that um Mm -hmm. good good uh yeah, good. Yeah, good, good energy. Feelings. That's good, my energy. Get it, get it off your, off your titties. You know, it's gone. Their titties are clean. All right. They are
1: crystal.
0: <laughs> um, what is your fucked up of the week? Um, I mean, I guess this is like all part and parcel of the, f- in general frustration. But my mm-hmm. eye has been twitching, like off and on for literal months. Oh no! <laughs> and I'm like, am I dying? Is that what's happening? Am I dehydrated? Oh no, honey! I oh, am drinking. I am. You are hydrated. Nothing- I am overly hydrated, probably. But like, I don't know what's happening. I it, and so I was like, you know, webmding it, and it's yeah. like you either have a brain tumor or you're stressed. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's just stress.
1: <laughs> it's just like that low level
0: hum of stress all the uh-huh. time, but it's like in your eye. <laughs> it's like it's like all the time in my brain
1: (laughs) yeah and every now and then
0: it peaks and it's like (laughs) and it comes out in my eye
1: (laughs) oh oh there she is
0: yeah oh my god yeah that's all it's just like my manifestation of uh anger and frustration so
1: i get it yeah i get it i Oh, I get like, obviously I have vertigo and I thought I, I was getting help with it and it was like helping it some and then like Christmas Eve, I woke up and it was like fully back and now it's just like back every day, but I just deal with it and what else are you going to do? But I started noticing I'm, ha- I'm having an issue with my ear, so it might be related to that and I'm going on Monday to see a doctor, but Ugh. it's just like. Okay, well, this yeah. is my new normal, and uh, I am just going to deal with it. But when I get stressed, it for sure is like
0: – It mm. really is popping. Yeah. yeah, it's popping.
1: So yeah. you got to really – I've been meditating. I
0: know. You've you been go so find... good, good at doing it. Mm, I mean, I have done it. <laughs> no, Some, you've, you've been times. like keeping on it. And I've been like keeping on good, it. It's like you're like creating a practice, and that yeah. takes time to like get into a good – routine with so you,
1: you know what helps is buying yourself stuff and i bought this little pillow that's like pink and it's so cute and i mm. sit on it and that makes me feel like i like that
0: so you need to like have your designated space designated uh-huh. time and just like mm. let it happen like don't, oh, well, that's Pete, don't come
1: in here the door shut and yeah you don't need like to your know little what's happening
0: your little door like on the outside of the door like a little like i don't yeah. know yeah like you a you little eye mask such- yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's zen time, motherfucker. Leave me alone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Put a. will put a little bamboo plant in front of the door. Do not enter. Yeah. It's quiet time in here. hmm mm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, I don't know, things to, like, de-stress, I've just been, like, taking I, – I always take time for myself, like, after getting out of the shower. But, like, yeah. you know, like, your little routine, like – Sure. Getting ready in the morning that's like something that I am putting thought and care into. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, other than that, I don't know. It's just like I did a little yoga this morning. I did, <sighs> you know, just trying to and and recognizing, okay, like here's a trigger. Let's mm. let's change the channel. Let's yeah. let's reframe something here. So, yeah. Anyway, well today's topic is Actually, a, a source of a lot of fun for me. I um, I enjoyed learning about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I even went so far as to give myself some like corresponding makeup for this topic. Love it. Um, I'm giving you a full gold honey dipped disco fantasy and ah. literally nothing else. <laughs> We love it. That's it. Just the eye. Just the eye. That's it. <laughs> That's right. That's all I did. It, no,
1: your lips are oh, kind I d- of.
0: I did a metallic lip also. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's yeah. topic is disco centric.
1: Omg,
0: we're talking about the disco demolition.
1: Ugh, oh, it's a real thing that happened. It I did really not happen. know.
0: I remember hearing the Dollop episode I believe about this. Mm. Uh and that was I think the first time I learned about this and that was Ugh. like a while ago. But I kind of like forgot about it. But the events that have happened in the past several weeks have really they they seem to kind of have a parallel uh vibe yeah. feel. Um there's some mm-hmm. there's some very interesting things that are weaving its way through this topic that yeah. uh, are kind of corresponding with today's events, So mm-hmm. we will talk about it today. Parallels. Parallels. Um, so as you guys may or may not know, in the mid-70s, disco was everywhere. Ooh, It was the shit. Um, if this were a uh, documentary on TV, this is where
1: burn, baby, burn. Disco baby with burn. burn no, no. That's where it this would come in. It was hot –
0: New sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, it was a little cheesy, a little sexy. Mm. It was very fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's definitely not everybody's cup of tea, but nevertheless, it's extremely popular. Yes. Uh, people are obsessed with it. Saturday Night Fever was a massively popular movie. Oh, my God. John Trod is hottest. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Didn't age well.
0: Mm-hmm. Him or the movie. movie, Yeah. Uh, great dancing though, great oh, music, yeah. great dancing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. People were dressing up though; like there was a full culture around this, like the partying, the dancing, the like the scene. It was the scene. Uh, so people were dressing up in their hottest clothes, boogieing down to this mm-hmm. the disco music, and it was all over the all over the world. Not just the United States, all over the world. Oh. It was incredible. Yeah. Oh, I personally love disco. I love classic disco. I love any music that samples disco songs. I, I love new disco that you – like there's modern disco that you can Ooh. listen to as a genre, which is very fucking chill and sexy and cool. Oh um, it's just a very, very fun genre of music. And the vibe is – it says to me, party.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah, It says to me, party. It says to me, like – vibe like um i yeah i'm the same i fucking love disco i feel like i've talked about it but i had a disco phase in middle school i was mm-hmm. very into disco i had so many compilation albums they mostly had the same songs on them but mm-hmm. my i just kept getting more i would be like mom can i get this one um and she
0: was probably I, stoked that was like the type of music you're into i was like listening yeah. to fucking the weirdest shit when i was a like kid. the
1: cardigans and shit
0: oh i listened to like the like very strange things. Like oh, I was, okay. in, I, my my tastes were DMX, The Prodigy, <laughs> The Cardigans. Yeah. Um, I listened to the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack like every single day in middle school. So you know, oh, it was God. just like all over the place, all over the fucking place.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I listened Daft to a lot Punk, of different stuff. That was yeah. that was my
0: shit. I fucking
1: loved no Punk. doubt, Tragic mm-hmm. Kingdom, yeah, uh, album of our middle school, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I I listen to so much disco and I've been listening to so much of it because one, it makes me happy. So it's like an immediate mood boost if I'm like feeling pretty funky. But I've been roller skating and the whole point I got roller skates was that so I could learn to jam. I want to jam on roller skates for disco parties. So I'm doing it.
0: I have been to a, I one time went to the Miss Miss Adams Morgan uh pageant in Washington mm-hmm. DC dressed in a full gold lame jumpsuit with roller skates. I wore roller skates oh, all my God. night long. I didn't have any other shoes with me. Oh. I went to a club afterwards. Like it was a whole like event. Oh my how much was, did you fall? I don't I think maybe only once. Oh my God. But I that would was because so I was scared. going down an escalator. So okay. Like <laughs> What? Yeah, I was also fucking wasted. So like I am pretty impressed with myself. Yeah, uh, truly. I'm sure at the end of the night I that I can remember I just took him off and walked barefoot or oh, sock yeah. sock sock footed. Like, sock footed home, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, disco's a vibe. It's a yeah. it's a whole I it's mean, it's a mood boost genre to mm-hmm. me.
1: Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. It's made uh, – I mean, the whole reason it's made is to make
0: you feel good and, and like, and be to in dance. the club and do drugs and dance. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but that said, I can understand why people don't love it. Uh, not that – I guess just not everybody wants to feel happy and good and dance all the time. It's <laughs> fine.
1: It's fine. Assholes hate it. No, that makes sense. A hundred percent.
0: I mean, sometimes you do need to listen to, like, you know – different types of music. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But
1: I like I like all of music. So it doesn't, yeah. you know, for me, it's like, yeah, but I, I understand. I mean, every generation has like a split in it. I feel like it's like
0: you like EDM music is not what a lot of people are into, but a lot of people are into it. I like EDM. Right. I've been to, like, a lot of EDM concerts. It's super fucking fun. Yeah. And I feel like that's the disco of our yes. generation maybe. Yeah, um, I think so. But I'm not, like, trying to be pissed off about it and, like, angry that other people like this thing. No. Um, But, yeah, so, like, as di- back in the 70s, though, as, as mm. disco's taking over the airwaves – Rock and roll was kind of getting pushed off the, the radio waves to make mm-hmm. way for the new hot sound.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I'm talking about your Led Zeppelins, your Leonard Skynyrds, your CCRs, your Black Sabbaths. They're getting bumped by Casey right. and the Sunshine Band, Donna Summers, the Bee Gees, Sister Sledge, you know. Oh my god. All the and then not to mention the fact that like rock and like classic rock and rollers were making uh their own kind of disco flair songs, like The Rolling Stones um, you know, like who else? Kiss. Uh, Kiss. They made a full disco album.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they were very anti-disco and so were their fans. So that's wild. Mm-hmm. But every, yeah. every rock, uh, I mean, disco, it was that thing of, there's no way it's not influencing everyone right now.
0: Right. And, and like, that's, that happens now. Like you have yeah. to change your sound up. If you want to be resilient as a band mm-hmm. or as a musician. Yeah, uh, you have to change your sound up as the times you evolve. change. Yeah, you have it, to evolve.
1: You could still make. You could still have that sound that's quintessentially your sound. Mm-hmm. But like you, but you know, you want to sell records. You got to know what's trendy. I feel like exactly. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a musician, but well, that's you my have
0: assumption. to. You have to adapt to sell records. It's about the yes. bottom line. It's about what yeah. people want. And so you you. You don't have to sell yourself out, but you do have to adapt. Um, mm-hmm. So – but, you know, there was there was change happening and I think there are a lot of people in this world, especially during this time, that just don't like change. Yeah. Um, for example, there was a man named Steve Dahl who <laughs> was a, quote, shock jock and he mm-hmm. was popular in the mid to late 70s mm-hmm. and he uh, was – I guess like a proto – I don't even want to give him credit as uh, like Howard Stern – like a proto Howard Stern. Not even close.
1: This – shock jock is very triggering to me because I love Howard Stern and he was like a pioneer of what that meant. And Mm -hmm. so many people were just ripping him off and like trying to do what he was doing. But it is a genre of host –
0: it's yeah. I mean, we're, you're just like very. He's this guy is very brash. He's very yeah. like wow, loud and like yeah, yeah titties and yeah. Wow,
1: we're gonna do. We're so rock and roll here. We're gonna yeah. get somebody into this studio today, and they're gonna staple their nutsacks together, or whatever. Oh, like, can you
0: believe it? Oh yeah, here on uh, I don't know, <laughs> Chicago's rock station, yeah. K L U P F M. the Baloop. loop. <laughs> that's that's what radio station he yeah. was on.
1: Which, he hadn't even been there that long because he was, well, he was fired. Okay. I, th-
0: he, I think he'd only worked there for about 10 months. He worked in 1979. Yeah. Steve Dahl had a job at Chicago's rock station, K-L-U-P-F-M, The Loop.
1: hmm Because he was, well, yeah, he'd only been there for a little bit. And it was because he was fired in 1978 f- uh, on Christmas Eve Right when the station he was on was changing their format from rock to disco. So like Aaron said earlier, disco was becoming so huge. It was to the point where like the lower profile stations like rock stations or country stations or whatever that weren't doing well were like, Okay, well, we don't have a disco station in this market, so let's just get rid of this station and change the format, and now we'll be a disco station. Stations do it all the time, even to this day. Like, we lost a classic rock rock station a couple of years ago, which was my fucking favorite, 100.3 The Sound, all classic rock. Now it's Christian Station. No, thank you. And so, uh, yeah, they were doing that before disco, and so he got – fired on christmas eve they're like at the start of the year i'm sorry but we're gonna be a disco station you do not fit that sir you need to leave um and that was because stations like wktu in new york city had flipped to disco like a year you know within the year or two and had become the biggest station in the country and so Mm -hmm. people were like oh fuck yeah like we love money and advertisers let's play disco
0: yeah yeah they're they're (laughs) This is the thing. Everybody is like seeing the writing on the wall and, yeah. and making adjust adjustments. Yeah, oh yeah. So God. he was he was at this station for not very long. Was fired mm-hmm. pretty unceremoniously. I mean, it's pretty shitty on Christmas Eve. Like that sucks. Oh, for it's Christmas shitty. Day, whatever. Yeah. Uh, um. So that pissed him off a lot, as you can mm-hmm. imagine. Mm-hmm. Um. But he immediately found another job. So shut up. Um. Yeah. He was hired by a rival uh album rock station. Mm. Uh, and he really learned, leaned into his identity as Mm. a rock shock jock and he really got loose at this new job. He really just like made this whole persona at this new, I think, okay, sorry, I messed up. W-L-U-P was the place he got hired at.
1: Right, yeah. The place he got
0: fired from was like, um, W-D-A-I or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. Um, I mean it who didn't cares? exist. Yeah. yeah. He was but he was at the loop and he I mean it's pretty impressive cuz he had the AM radio show mm-hmm. like drive time 6 to 10 a.m. Um and he really A leaned primo in. Primo spot. Primo spot. He really leaned into the whole like disco sucks mindset and he started, you know, Basically, he played music, but it's from 6 to 10. That's a lot of time to fill. And so you're doing a lot of vamping. You're doing a lot of bits that you write. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into it, even though you're playing music also, um, especially with the morning show. And so he started Like, you know, you,
0: li- you listen to those morning shows where yeah. they're just, like, talking about, like, celebrity news or whatever. Yes. And they, they're, like, bantering with their, like, mm. two other, like, co-hosts. And it's, like yep. – you know, it's like up a- Then they take a call. Yeah. It's then just they- yeah.
1: Yeah. It's and there is like a kind of a formula to it. And so yeah. he started doing this bit, which then turned into how he would open his show every day where he'd play a disco record for like a few seconds and then he'd run the needle over it. They were actually playing records to like scratch mm-hmm. it. And then he would play like on the soundboard a push like a big explosion <clears throat> sound, and it was like he was blowing up a disco album. Every yeah. day. And that yeah. was, like, the funny thing that, like, when your radio alarm clock went off at 6 a.m., like, that's how you woke up, you know? It's oh, like- my God. That's so funny. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's not even that funny, yeah. Um, it's really not interesting. But, it, like, that was his brand. And he uh, just continued to lean into that and would, like, nothing was too disco sucks for him. Right. That was his vibe. Which is—it's just such a negative way to go about something to me.
0: I mean, when you build an identity on hating something, it's bad. That's like so pathetic so mm-hmm. this guy sucks um he even went <laughs> as far as to create a mock organization called the quote insane coho lips which <laughs> was an anti-disco army consisting of his listeners so like he has his like morning knuckleheads that like call in and that are the like, coho Lips, the coho lips like yeah. they they like they love it they're his listeners um what does coho stand for do you know i thought it was a salmon of some sort but (laughs) now i'm not so sure (laughs) that that is the same context of this i don't know
1: (laughs) Mm, in the insane salmon lips
0: (laughs) (laughs) like that what i don't know what it means i I really don't know who knows who cares honestly uh maybe he was maybe it's short for co-hosts like all of his listeners are co-hosts i don't know yeah in which case that's fun um yeah
1: but yeah, then so, the lips part's weird. It must be something new. Because they're flapping like, their
0: lips. Oh. cute. Know. Yeah. I well, don't whatever. know. Yeah. Well, either way, he has like this whole uh, you know, listener army. Mm-hmm. Like we have all you dudes. Um mm-hmm. but he kind of he was just like the the things he we're we're trying to spread uh sort of positivity here. That's what we try to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're mostly ranting and raving about people people and things that are fucked up, but like none of it is about we don't we don't actively hate anything.
1: No, we're still trying to be excellent.
0: We're trying to be excellent. We're trying to mm-hmm. keep the vibe excellent. We're trying to help people stay mm-hmm. excellent and be excellent to each other. This guy his whole vibe was like literally I hate this genre of music and you should too. And that was it.
1: <laughs> it's so specific. Also, all all you have to do. Also, Coho is a salmon. I just looked it up. So yeah, it's something to do with that. I guess we, I don't yeah. get it. Um, all you have to do is flip that thinking, where it's like, I love classic rock.
0: Yeah, like dude, you can like be passionate about the music that you play. Yeah, that you, you don't like. need to shit on anybody else's shit. You don't know, yuck, somebody's yum. God exactly. damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Well, he gets his whole, like, listener base riled up and his little mm. coho lips or whatever. His little cohorts? In- insane coho lips, the ICA <laughs> ICL. <laughs> um, oh and God. according to Andy Bairns of ESPN, Dahl and his broadcast partner, Gary Meyer, organized the cohos, co-hos around a simple and surprisingly powerful idea, quote, mm-hmm. disco sucks. Dude.
1: And it wasn't just like, oh yeah, we all have like a sticker on our car. It's like he was uh having, you know how radios do like remotes or whatever? And yeah. and they do um you know events to promote the station and and it's like usually music related. Yep. He was hosting these events every week that were like death to disco parties. Um mm. and It would just be like rock music and stuff, but he'd get on the microphone and get attention and be like, oh, we hate disco, don't we? And he even, because he thought he was funny, did additional bits like um, recording a parody song to make fun of rock artists. Specifically, he made fun of Rod Stewart's uh, Do You Think I'm Sexy? And he changed the words to Do You Think I'm Disco? It's so dumb. It's not even funny.
0: Like, here is this man having all – like, putting all this energy into hating a single genre of music while Rod Stewart and the Rolling Stones are out here making literal millions of dollars Mm -hmm. on their songs that are fucking awesome.
1: Oh, my God. P.S. All those songs still slap and they still are touring when they can. It's like, how dare you? How dare you? And Do You Think I'm Sexy? Is it the best song of all time? No. no. Did it rip off another song? I'm pretty sure it did. Uh, I've watched like a, a story about that. But yeah. It, but still, you just don't need to. You don't need to. It's like, do you think I'm disco? Mama? It's so dumb. I
0: hated it. I oh, listened to it. It's so it, – like the lyrics are pretty like – you can tell there's like some very, very deep-seated – Toxic masculinity happening. yeah. Like, very, like, you know, homophobic, like, shit, like, bubbling up in these Mm -hmm. lyrics. And then you start to see um, that it's not just about the music. It's it's about some other stuff, which we'll talk Mm -hmm. about later. But this guy just expending so much energy.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. I think – And yeah, like you said, he became very popular with a very specific demographic that we can talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, uh, I think at at the same time in Chicago, there was, so Chicago has the White Sox, the baseball team, and Bill Vick, he, or Vick,
0: Vick. I think it's Vick. Vick,
1: yeah. Yeah, Bill Vick. He was the owner of the White Sox at the time, and he was having a very hard time filling seats in a stadium. So he w- he had started with his head of marketing, running a bunch of promotions and giveaways, trying to get butts in seats. They still do them. It's like, if you come... This Saturday is...
0: Bobblehead uh, doll night. Like, yes, like, yes.
1: Ice cream ca- helmet night. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you every, can get
0: one for a dollar. Every baseball stadium does it. It's mm-hmm. it's cool. It's fun. It's, it's like fun. It's all it's all It's all good stuff,
1: yeah, you go it's like they always have different T-shirts for those nights, and you get a free T-shirt. People are into free shit. We know this, yeah, um, and so the story goes that uh his son, Mike, had been listening to Doll's show, and he was like, "Oh man, this guy's show is huge. He has like this army of fans, they're the lips. And he...
0: <laughs> the and salmon lips. <laughs> they're the... Sa-
1: he has these salmon lips. Uh, they're his
0: fans. Yeah. They're insane. <laughs> the insane salmon lips. Oh,
1: my God. Uh, but, hey, maybe there's something to that. So he shows up at 10.05 one day as the show's ending in the lobby. And this is how the story goes. And is like, I have a pitch for you about a cross promotion. What if all of your listeners who hate disco... I'll bring a disco album to the stadium, and on July twelfth, they'll get a ninety-eight cent ticket to get in. All they have to do is show us an album, and it'll be a doubleheader against the Tigers, and it'll be so fun. And like, maybe we'll you know destroy the albums or whatever, but like, it'll be a fun time and so wholesome.
0: Yeah, like we'll trash the al- albums, like we'll, yeah, you know. But every we're just trying to get the the. We're trying to get disco off the streets, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah. we're trying to clean up these streets from disco. Like, I'm sorry. The other – can I just say, too, the funny thing about this to me is that especially if you've watched um, um, Detroit Rock City, which is that movie about Kiss that I fucking love – all the disco people in that movie are, like, very well-groomed and, like, cleaned hair and, like, shiny and, like, their shirt's They're, like, Guidos, you know? They're, they're, like, like, yeah. Yeah, they, like, look like they smell nice and then the Kiss guys are, like, fucking gross with, like, pizza chunks in their hair and, like, they don't shower and they're wearing the same shirt that they spilled bong water on from the night before and it's just, like, you're you're just, like, oh, wait, like, you guys are the gross
0: ones. Yeah, like... (laughs)
1: What do you, you You look like you smell
0: like a like a gorilla's taint. Like a weird flex that you don't shower, but okay. but okay, yeah. oh, <laughs> you think it's gross
1: to wear clean pants? What do your underwear look like? And then it's like, oh, come to find out you don't wear underwear. And so the skin marks have just been accumulating and building on top of each <laughs> other in your jeans, and now oh. there's just like a crusty patina that like only fits to your butt. You know what I mean? It's like if anyone else put these pants on, they'd be like out because it would be stabbing them somewhere weird. But for <laughs> your butt, exactly your butt, it's perfect fit.
0: Ugh, ugh, ugh. I don't know. God. God, dude. Uh. Well, so. Um, and yet, I would have dated all the rock guys. I'm just sure. Saying. Sure, I uh, you would have, and you um, have.
1: And did they shower a lot? I don't think so.
0: Well, so yeah, I mean. This, so Steve Dahl hears this pitch uh, from Mike Mm Vec, and he's like, Fuck yes, great idea. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. um, But like, let's get the albums and like blow them up. Like, let's just explode them on the field. Yeah. And Mike's like, Yeah, my dad's the owner. I could totally, we could totally do this, whatever you want, dude. (sighs) Just totally, like, I don't know. It's so dumb. Oh my God. So they plan the whole thing. They get an explosives e- expert, I guess, who's mm-hmm. like fresh out of NAM, and they make a plan to do this event.
1: Oh my God. And it was so much bigger than they had anticipated, which is like where we come off the rails part one, you know? Yeah. Because anytime there's a gathering that is. That far exceeds your estimation. You are immediately completely unprepared.
0: Yeah, you're like, uh oh. There's not enough security. There's not mm-hmm. enough. Um, I don't Free know. T-shirts. T- people are in- going to get mad. <laughs> like, and more people equals more beer consumed. So, like, on one hand, they're kind of stoked that they're selling right. tickets and you know they people are buying beer. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they're like. Uh, I hope all these people abide by the rules of society, <laughs> and yet, <laughs> when you involve explosives and negative, Fear. yeah, negative feelings about a genre of music, mm-hmm. it's just a perfect recipe for some fuck shit to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. That band
0: would not come for a long time.
1: No. Um. So Vec estimated thirty-five thousand people would. Show up, which was already, I think, a high estimate based on the numbers that they had been seeing at the stadium in recent days and months. Uh,
0: yeah, they were thinking they'd get like a f- like maybe ten, twenty thousand more people than like mm-hmm. their their average, uh, if that. Like, yeah, their average uh, game. I don't know yeah. attendance rate.
1: Yeah, they were like, it'll be – yeah, we're on the radio. They've been promoting this. He has listeners, but like it won't be that insane. Well, by the time July 12th, like the afternoon of July 12th, 1979 rolled around, there were already that many people waiting to get in.
0: And yeah. And that's they really, <laughs> they really thought like 35,000 people were going to – that was going to be the top of the yeah. estimate.
1: Yeah, the top of the estimate, yeah.
0: But it ended up a lot more than that. It was nearly yeah. 50,000 people.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. This is just a fun aside that I heard, which gives you some context to, like, who was there and how many people there were from a Boy Scout. Um, so I listened to this podcast from WBUR.org, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a station probably in Chicago, but I don't even yeah, know.
0: Yeah. I think that's, like, where they the uh, WBUR is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's – uh, Yeah. A oh big, okay. major major station,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um so it must be public some sort of public radio it is, it station public radio, in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago's public radio station, mm-hmm. WBUR, yeah. WBUR. Um and so they have a great website and they had a whole article on this and they had a 15-minute podcast about this that is basically the article which was fun. You could read along. Um it was like I was in kindergarten again. Cute. Yeah, it's like, and then you turn the page or whatever. Um, So they interviewed a a person, a man, who at the time was a little kid who had gone to this game because it was a doubleheader with Mm -hmm. his Cub Scouts troop. (laughs) And uh, he was 10 years old at the time. And he said it was so wild. He said there was not a single seat open in the... A stadium that he could see, and that there were tons of signs that said disco sucks. Like, people had made huge signs on like bed sheets and you know, reams of paper and shit that said disco sucks. And he was just like with his little Cub Scout oh, team trying baby. to, yeah, just like trying to watch baseball and maybe earn like an America's favorite pastime badge or whatever. <laughs> like, just like eating a hot dog and just like with his friends and like someone's dads, you oh, know, like just like, oh, we're we're here at baseball. And then meanwhile- We're at baseball. Yeah, we're at baseball. And then meanwhile, there's like a fucking tens of thousands of like unshowered dudes in like grungy jackets being like, disco sucks, like throwing beer bottles and just fucking wasted. And oh my
0: God. Yeah,
1: he said it was wild.
0: <laughs> I Yeah, I, I can't imagine – I was reading an, another thing about a guy. I can't remember where I saw this or read it, but there was another guy who was there just to watch the game mm-hmm. and and they were like, oh, this is interesting. Like it's really, really packed and wow, everybody's like a really big fan of the socks. They're saying <laughs> let's go socks like so loud, but then <laughs> they realized that they were saying disco sucks, not let's oh go socks. <laughs> yeah
1: it's like when i went to see bruce willis uh and everybody was i thought booing him and i was like this is so uncomfortable and then i realized they're saying bruce uh,
0: bruce willis i mean bruce Springsteen. <laughs> i was like what what events what has bruce willis been doing
1: he does <laughs> that one song though what if i people would be booing him and if I uh, don't uh, respect yourself, <laughs> uh, hey, hey. and if you don't want to uh, uh, Right Oh my God <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bruce
1: Willis. an <laughs> oh idiot. You know why he's on my mind? Because he didn't wear a mask and a ride Aid recently and people were giving him shit.
0: God damn it.
1: Yeah, he said it was a bad judgment call. It's like, no, you were just being a piece of shit.
0: Oh, God. Well.
1: Oh, my God. Bruce anyway. Willis
0: aside. Um. So the first game. OK, remember, <laughs> this is a double header. OK, yeah, this yeah. Game's a, this game's this uh, event. So this, it's like
1: seven hours long.
0: Yeah, it's like it's and it's like. Going into the evening. So the yeah. first game was like, you know, it happened. It's fine. Uh, but the, as people started coming in for the event, because they were going to do this like explosion between the games. Right. So they were going to – the first game was going to happen and then there would have like a pause mm-hmm. in between, a little like intermission between the other game. Yeah. And that's when they would explode these things. So the first game – People start arriving, and
1: mm-hmm. it starts
0: filling up more and more and more in the lead up to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a fine game. I think they ended up losing. I think the the Sox lost to the. I think they're playing the Detroit Tigers. Detroit Tigers. Pete's. Uh, I think four to one or something. Four to nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. And as the end of the game is coming people start getting rowdier and rowdier. And the the plan was for them when they got to the stadium to take the disco records that they bought or brought and put them in like a receptacle as they walked into the arena where the where they would be taken onto the field later. Mm-hmm. So they were supposed to be collected. But people just like were walking in with their, their disco records and holding onto them, I guess. I don't know. So as people start drinking more, they start – uh getting an- anxious to destroy these records I guess <laughs> yeah. and start flinging th- flinging them onto the field like fucking frisbees <sighs> oh as the baseball game is happening yeah so there's there's dudes there's players in the outfield that are just like i'm trying to fucking play a game yeah. here uh and there's <laughs> there the vinyl records are whizzing down onto the field getting stuck in the grass oh my gosh like you know that scene in Shaun of the Dead where they throw vinyl records at the zombies oh, and then no, one gets stuck fun. in the head? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I love that movie. It's really funny. I uh, love that movie. Yeah. Well, the, this is kind of like that except the zombies were the dweebs who came to be public assholes about not liking a specific kind of music. And the baseball players were the ones that were worried about getting a fucking vinyl record stuck in their head. Oh, my um,
1: God. So
0: all the managers of the teams were like, telling their players to put their batting helmets on,
1: like, as they're in the
0: outfield or wherever on the field. Like, just insane.
1: Yeah. People were throwing their records, but also, like, beer bottles and trash Mm -hmm. and shit, too. And it's just like, can you behave, please? Also, you corrected yourself. You said they bought – the records they bought or brought, and you made me (laughs) wonder, like, I wonder if any of them, which would be so funny, went to a record store bought a record. One. Yeah, yeah cuz they hated this music, so I'm assuming they didn't have it. Uh bought a record which then gave money to fucking whatever, Gloria Gaynor, and mm-hmm. then
0: uh and then they went to destroy it, which is so dumb. I'm assuming they stole records from their like younger, older siblings or whatever. Yeah.
1: I think you're probably um, right. But some whatever. of them maybe
0: bought them cuz they're stupid. But yeah, I bet some of them did actually mm-hmm. buy albums to bring Oh, my god. oh god, I, love, I that. love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, they're all, they're all just like going absolutely wild. Um, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of the time I went to a Dodger game when Mm -hmm. I was a kid and there, it was calendar night. (laughs) And so people started making paper airplanes out of the the calendar pages and throwing them down onto the field Mm. and the entire field was like covered in paper. That's kind of fun. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, and it's man. like you'd get like you'd be watching the game and a paper airplane, like land in your lap and you just like throw it. You're throw like, it for there. Yeah. It. I don't, I don't know. But it's fun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you're just you just give. Yeah. Oh, not my a goodness. Good, not a good one for a promotion for a night. But vinyl records, the worst, probably. The or worst. Ba- or like little souvenir baseball bat or baseball. You don't want yes. those because they don't do those anymore because people throw them on the field.
1: Or you just give it to people on their way out. Mm hmm. Is this also another solution? But yeah, it's like, just give them a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, And everyone still is yelling, Disco sucks. Like, they're chanting it. And uh, they started to realize, I think, around this time with how rowdy everyone was getting, like, oh, um, I think there's a lot of people here that aren't even here for the baseball. Mm. Like, oh, all of these people are not watching the game. They're just drinking beer. They're just being rowdy. Like, why are they actually here? And it's like, oh, they're just like a minion of this dumb re- morning shock jock, and they're
0: just here to like, cause they're bored. <laughs> yeah, here to be here to be public assholes. Yeah, um, yeah. So at at one point, so the game ends. Mm-hmm. It's rowdy. They're about to like do the thing. Harry, this Harry Harry is the announcer, by the mm. way. Yeah, this is Comiskey Park. He's Gets on the like PA and he's like, "Hey everybody, let's (laughs) let's calm down now." Hey, 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 everybody, let's sing a song, okay? (laughs) Oh no! And he tries to get everybody to sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" Um, to calm them. I it doesn't work. Um, No,
1: they don't know the words. They they they, they, we know that they only (laughs) like a very specific subset of music.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it doesn't (laughs) work very well, and Harry Carey's like, I tried. These people are assholes. Okay, let's do the explosion, I guess. (laughs)
1: Hey, Hey. I tried. And now I'm going to drink a Budweiser.
0: An asshole Budweiser. (laughs) Mm -mm
1: -mm. I only know the Will Ferrell Harry Carey. I don't don't know
0: the real one. I know, this is why it's so hard.
1: (laughs) Well, the first game finally ended and uh the yeah the White Sox lost Steve Dahl finally shows up he fucking comes barreling out onto the field in a military jeep dressed full head-to-toe fatigues he's wearing a helmet like a military helmet and he's he is completely unprepared according to his account he did not expect half the people that showed up to show up he was like Oh, maybe it'll be, like, a baseball night, but there'll be, like, a couple people there that listen to my show with, like, a couple records to burn or blow up or whatever, not thinking that, like, it would be the opposite, where, like, a a couple Cub Scouts are there to watch this baseball game, and the rest of the people (laughs) are, like, the unchowered heathens. They're, like, what are we doing the riot? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, is it riot time? Cool. Um, Yeah, and it was, and he just pulled out. He starts, like... Chanting disco sucks because he literally has nothing prepared to
0: say. That's the only – those are the only words he knows, guys.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's the only words he knows. Uh, I guess like in – some, I read somewhere or heard somewhere that his tagline or like his catchphrase on the radio was um, something about like fun is good. Like fun is good or whatever, like yeah. which is seems very harmless. But he did not chant that. He was really, really digging into this like negativity, mm-hmm. and it just like fed. It was like everybody just like got like a breath of adrenaline and was like, "Yeah, disco sucks. We love you." And it was like, "Oh no, no, no!"
0: This, this sounds is bad. so familiar. Where have I heard this song before? <laughs>
1: oh my god so many times in history
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. um and last week
0: um yeah so this guy does nothing to no. diffuse any kind of like intensity that's happening in the crowd no. he deliberately stokes the crowd
1: mm-hmm. and um, they're they're just i mean they're throwing more and more shit out they're screaming they're just going wild
0: and they do the damn thing. They blow up this entire crate of mm-hmm. disco records. mm mm-hmm. um, And people are fucking losing their minds.
1: It was kind of fun. Like, I watched the footage of it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of fun the way it looked because it, like – at first, it was like a few little like firecrackers, like it was winding its way to the box, and then it was like a few little firecrackers, and and everybody was like, oh, like you could hear, like everyone was like, oh, and then they're like, oh, oh. yeah, like thinking it didn't work, but then it got to the box, and then it looked kind of like a fountain made of records or something. It was it was kind of fun, but also not that exciting.
0: Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah. Um, so, but that it, it happened, it blew up, and uh, mm-hmm. then people just fully lose it and start oh jumping god. onto the field.
1: Oh my god, he's like trying. I, I don't know if he was trying to calm them down or whatever, but he was like okay, let me do my bit. He sang my Do You Think I'm Disco song parody uh, that he had written for the Rod Stewart song, but he's doing it a cappella because they don't have his music queued up. It's just a fucking shit show. He's trying to sing this song. Nobody gives a fuck.
0: Yeah, because they're they're all just like... Yeah, this is dumb. We've heard this one. Yeah, they're like, explosions just happens. That means my raging boner for rioting (laughs) has to be like released s- released and yeah. that all culminated in people just like streaming onto the field like throwing oh things on the field jumping on the field it mm-hmm. was just like full mayhem oh um, my god i think about i think thousands of people streamed onto the field um mm-hmm. it some was... people
1: say 7000 people Jesus got on the field which is it's like how could that many people even fit down there but
0: if you've seen it, i you should definitely like watch some footage of this because it's just like absolutely wild um yeah it's just it's just total mayhem um unchecked mayhem and there's people yeah. like uh pantomiming like they're pitching on the pitcher's mound and <laughs> hitting somebody like people stole bats from the dugout people like people, people stole run- bases yeah people are running around the bases mm-hmm. sliding doing all kinds of dumb shit like just mm-hmm. like no no reverence for the fact that this is like a very nice, well-maintained professional yeah. baseball field. All, they tried like breaking into like different sections of the baseball, like into the um, like clubhouses and, you know, mm. into the locker rooms. They tried getting yeah. in there and the the players were like, fuck this. And yeah. like, you know, we're kind of freaked out. Every Like the owner, the owner's box was like, you know – at risk for being uh, broken into. It was wild. Um. Oh my God. Yeah, they
1: had and they couldn't calm them down. No one could calm them down. Like the owner was like wandering around being like, please calm down. Somebody, please. Nothing please stop, was working. Yeah. The the security detail that they had, which was like a bunch of um off-duty cops, there was not enough of them. No. They were did not have their shit together. So finally, like, riot police were called in and police, like, horse police, like, the police on the horses were called in to, like, wrangle everyone up and they were able to clear the field. But, like, so much damage had been done. People were, people were, mm-hmm. like, caught, like, lighting they were fanning the flames of like the records that were kind of like already on fire they were throwing their banners in it they were ripping up chunks of grass like when the smoke cleared from all of this like from the actual explosion because all mm-hmm. of this happened very quickly the fucking field was uh, like a uh, just a hole
0: yeah they trashed the field so bad that they the umpires – because, mind you, they had to play another game after this.
1: Yeah. This was they were the, supposed to. They were
0: supposed to. There was. The, yeah. uh, they, were, they had just played the first game, and the second game was going to be after the intermission mm-hmm. in which they did this event. And the umpires came on the field, and they were like, there's a literal crater in the fucking outfield. What are you talking about? We cannot have another game.
1: So yeah. the White
0: Sox had to forfeit the next game.
1: Uh, so they lost, two.
0: They lost both those games. Yeah. Um. What a mess. Uh, oh, my God. So, yeah, it's – uh. I guess in 2019, uh, that was the 40-year anniversary of the Disco Demolition Night. Um, yeah. And somebody at the White Sox organization thought it would be a good idea to celebrate this.
1: Okay. That's wild to me for so many reasons. Like – Okay, I could have a list for you of the reasons this is stupid. The first one being it was a nightmare, the second being
0: but you lost both games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like imagine being this stupid of a of a marketing for yeah. a, a professional ba- a, a marketing executive for a professional baseball Yeah. Uh, organization. Imagine being this stupid celebrating a thing that wasn't even about baseball first of all. <laughs> It ruined. Was the, successful. was not successful. It ruined the outfield of your historic ballpark. <laughs> Comiskey Park is very, like, it's a historic yeah. ballpark. Forced your team to forfeit a game, and that made your owner at the time look like a nepotistic asshole for letting his stupid son make a mess of the promotion, oh. which, side note, this poor man, the owner of, of the White Sox at the time, was so worried that this event was going to be a disaster that he had to check himself out of the hospital- where he was undergoing tests to run to the 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 ballpark to make sh- to like keep an eye on everything because he was oh so worried God. about the whole thing because I oh. think he he like let his son do this thing and then he's like then he probably got wind of the fact that this was not a great idea and that oh. his son was actually a moron so oh no yeah so why the fuck would you celebrate this. <laughs> Oh, my <laughs> you know? God. My, my only answer to why you would celebrate this is that maybe the son of Mike Vec is now in charge of promotions. <laughs> <laughs> so it like runs in the family,
1: you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. This is so fucked up, but I I heard it and it's – I'll just share it. Okay. The dad of Mike, like the owner of the White Sox um, – Bill? I guess Bill, yeah. Yeah. He had a peg leg and – and, like, from an injury at some point, probably, like, war injury or something. And he w- went down onto the field when all this shit was happening. And his – oh, someone said this, okay? His l- peg leg kept getting, like, stuck in the, like, sod that people were, like, ripping up. So he was, like, running around the field Aww. being, like, can you please stop? And was, like, getting fucking stuck Poor in guy. the field. Just trying to salvage this fucking – institution that he owned and it was like oh my god
0: i know i know i think i'd write my son out of the will if this happened
1: (laughs) absolutely i'd be like you fuck
0: yeah also
1: if you saw your dad if you saw your dad running around in his peg leg and he's like having a hard time and it It's like getting a high heel stuck in grass, but worse. And he's like running around. Wouldn't you feel bad and like feel so guilty? It's like, no, actually, instead I'm going to have a son and then I'm going to make sure he celebrates this in 40
0: years. Well, I don't know. That's just my guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Allegedly.
0: Well, this is – I don't know. This is so, so, so dumb. Mm -hmm. I know I joked – like earlier about people being babies and putting an extreme amount of thought and energy into not liking a specific genre of music. Yeah. Um, But as it turns out, it wasn't just about the sound of the music. It was about who made the music and the culture that surrounded disco at the time. Mm -hmm. This is the underlying negativity here. It's not just like, oh, I don't like this music. It's like, I don't like anything about The people who write this music, who perform this music, who this music is for, who like I don't – this is – it's the culture that surrounds it. Mm -hmm. Disco was a genre that was mostly created by by and made for black, Mm -hmm. Latino, and gay people and Mm -hmm. other marginalized groups. Black women were making some of the most popular music on the planet. Mm -hmm. And we all know how fucking upset people get when black women dominate music in any Mm -hmm. way. See mm-hmm. Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, and WAP. Oh my god! See how pissed off people got a, about that one song. Oh my god! This was an entire genre that people were so fucking angry about, and it's like, hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's yeah. also it's also very similar tones. Like I almost defended by being like, oh well, WAP is like very sexually explicit and which is fine that's a little bit of pearl clutching but that's not that's not truly what that song's about it's about female empowerment mm-hmm. which is why women love it so much mm-hmm. and like and that is exactly the same thing that's happening with a lot of disco music it's about empowerment it's about enjoying yourself it's about like if you listen to the lyrics of disco music it's it's all about like love and And not caring about anything. Being free. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, uh, there is sexual stuff. And, like, I feel like a lot of disco was at the forefront of women exploring what it meant to be sexually liberated Mm -hmm. and to enjoy it. Like, there's a lot of... Diana Ross has a like love hangover is all about just fucking and not even caring about the guy. Okay. She's like, she starts that song off with moaning. And then in the middle, she's like, you know what? I got the sweetest hangover. And I don't even know if I care that it's like you that gave it to me. I just like this feeling. Yeah. It's fucking empowering shit, dude. And yeah. like, yeah, it's so you can see why there was such a hard backlash.
0: Like, it's, yeah,
1: it makes sense
0: it all it all makes a lot of sense especially mm-hmm. in this like looking at it through modern eyes yeah, and modern having yeah. and having like very similar similar experiences in in music mm-hmm. and in you know current events that we're seeing yeah. so and this is like summed up pretty well uh, by a rolling stone critic uh dave marsh who attended the promotion uh who wrote about it um he said quote your most Paranoid fantasy about where the ethnic cleansing of rock of the rock radio could ultimately lead. White males, 18 to 34, are the most likely to see disco as the product of homosexuals, blacks, and Latins, and therefore, they're the most likely to respond to appeals to wipe out such threats to their security.
1: Oof. Oh.
0: Fuck. Um. How much do you want to bet? That some of the older assholes at the insurrection at the Capitol mm-hmm. past week, a uh, week or two, were also at the disco lim- d- disco demolition.
1: <laughs> like it's not a Venn diagram. It's just It's a
0: circle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: They just go, oh, er.
0: Yeah. And actually, now that
1: you just said that, it makes me wonder. I feel like I didn't see a lot of young people at the insurrection, which is interesting to me. Uh, I think there. I mean, I think there, was there like were a good young mix. people, yeah. but I feel like I saw a lot of older men, and it's kind of this like death rattle of, yeah. I mean, you are not the majority anymore, dude, and no one gives a fuck
0: what you think. Yeah. This. This is. This is that. But yeah. On a on a on a very like on a smaller scale, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just some accounts from the night. Um. For example, Vince Lawrence, who is then a a teenage usher, who Mm. was at the event, told NPR that he was uncomfortable being one of the only black people at the stadium, Mm. and he remembered that fans were just bringing LPs by black artists,
1: not even Uh, disco, not even disco,
0: like Tyrone Davis records. He said there were like Tyrone Davis records, frigging Curtis Mayfield records, and Otis Clay records, records that were clearly not disco. Dude, so just black artists, Um, yeah, uh, and then uh, another account from like a thought from somebody who wasn't there, but like remembers this very vividly. uh, The funk funk legend and disco dabbler Nile Rodgers of Chic. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he what a talent. uh, He did the like last Daft Punk album. So fucking awesome. All
1: those all those bass lines that are, like, super famous from disco, uh, he all Nia, is behind all those. Yeah, all he's Rogers. incredible.
0: Um, well, he said about the event that, quote, it felt to us like Nazi book burning. Mm. This is America, the home of jazz and rock, and people were now afraid to even say the word disco. I remember thinking, we're not even a disco group. Like, this- trying to disassociate from it because it was so... Hated, even though that's, like, not even what it's about, you know? Uh, That's, like, fuck, though. How fucking horrible of a feeling must that have been to just, like, have witnessed that and had that feeling?
1: Also, this is... It makes me so angry like so deep down because then it's like, well, then you have no fucking clue where your rock music even originates because all that shit ties back to black people Mm -hmm. like and and all the artists that you fucking love, they're they're either stealing directly from or they're heavily influenced or they're working with studio musicians that are black people and like it's all in here and you just like just because the people who are being recognized for it look like you you haven't bothered to learn about it.
0: It's imagine imagine being that fragile I- and not and having no critical thinking that you have yeah. to be a af- you're afraid of a genre of music because of who it's made by and who listens to it. It's like, wild. How do you even have that much energy? Like I don't understand. Yeah. Um it's so wild. It's- and all that is to say at the end of the day, Steve Dahl really does think he did nothing wrong. He thinks, like, it was no big deal. Um, in an interview in, t- in 2014, he shittily defended the disco, dem- the disco demolition night. Um, and he said, quote, We were a bunch of disenfranchised 20-something rockers, having some laughs at the expense of older brothers who have the capital and the clothing to hang out with the trendy social elite. We were letting off a little steam. Any statement to the cr- contrary is just plain wrong. Oh this is a classic gripe of someone who's deeply insecure. Yeah. And instead of just being comfortable with who they are and the things that they like, they have to shit all over the things that other people like, and that somehow makes and the, and the things that other people like make them uncomfortable somehow. It's just like oh, God. <laughs> I
1: just it makes don't me get so that I'm also just thinking about Chicago in general, which it is such a segregated city and already has so many layers of like fucking just already just like fighting and uh what am i trying to say like uh, it's already a city that historically hasn't been great to black people mm-hmm. and then to act like in 2014 that this wasn't a problem even and just looking back at it it's like how can you not look at the context of your city and and how different everybody's lives are depending on what they look like and like how different their opportunities have been whatever like the south side of chicago is fucking famous for being not a great place yeah and it's it's because people do not have resources there. And so there's people trying to do the best they can with what they have. And yeah. it's very violent. And, you know, it's just like, how could you not see that
0: uh, in well, this and, city? The- there's, that's like fuel. I don't know. Well, and at this time in the south, the south side of Chicago, it was becoming more uh, like – more and more segregated. Like there were. Right.
1: Because there, people were moving to the suburbs around right. this time. All, that was like the white flight era. The white,
0: yeah, the white flight was happening. Yeah. And this was like right when all that was happening. But the right. fact that he uses uh, the language of of actually oppressed people, like saying that uh, white people well, we were disenfranchised. We're disenfranchised yeah. is absolute garbage. And this man is just a total asshole. An um, and you know what, the disco demolition night wasn't even the first event that he and his coho, AKA his bella bottom proud boys had instigated. <laughs> this wasn't even the first time that shit had happened. He'd already ha- caused a couple other, uh, unruly near riots before with his, like, his event planning. Um, oh my God. and he was also just a disrespectful prick, um, when disco star Van McCoy died suddenly, um. He marked the occasion by de- – doll. marked the equ- occasion by destroying one of his records, The Hustle, on air, like the day he died. That is Ugh. so
1: rude. That is – I mean, that's mm, – I mean, that is shock jock. That is like – Yeah. But what – but it's like very dumb, basic shock
0: jock it's behavior. It's just so lazy. It's
1: so yeah, lazy. Yeah, it's so lazy. It's so lazy, Right.
0: Um, and then he also did like you were saying he had done the parody songs of uh if you think I'm sexy yeah uh, he had also he also did some other parody songs that were uh, equally shitty racist and offensive um t- for example during the Iran hostage crisis he did a par- mm-hmm. parody song of the nax song my Shiro- my Sharona which he renamed Ayatollah oh. and then he did a parody song about the John Wayne Gacy murders, called another kid in the crawl, Ugh. to the tune of Pink Floyd's "Another Brick in the Wall." Ugh. Um, like he he had a band at the time and like performed these songs and thought he was real slick and funny. Um, but like people called and complained. Like the he stopped playing the song, the John Wayne Gacy one, after uh the parents of the murdered children called oh to, to stop to make him stop.
1: Oh my he's god! He's like
0: Alex Jones, <sighs> but he thinks he's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this guy fucking sucks, man. Um, and oh he's still alive, god. unfortunately. I think so. Oh god! Um, oh, I'm and sure al- he's amazing. Another really just mm, real Dingleberry of a factoid about this man. Mm-hmm. He uh, implies that he he that Howard Stern's entire career was inspired by him.
1: LOL. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, okay, Um, who has name recognition now? Who doesn't? Who has money now? Who doesn't? Who still has a show? Who doesn't? Like, no, sir. You are a, but a blip and no one will even know who the fuck you are. No one knows I hate who the that fuck we, you are. I hate
0: that we told you guys about this man. Um, yeah.
1: This man fucking sucks. Disco sucks? No, doll sucks. Okay? 100%.
0: Uh, I hate it.
1: Yeah, there's something about it, obviously, like, doing the research that was, like, parallel to, like, the um insurrection and all that shit. I was like, oh, this feels – the the level of hate and, like, vitriol behind it is what makes it feel like something's not right. It's not just, like, a fun, oh, everybody come here. We're going to, like – you know, we're going to play one disco record and then we're going to be like, oh, we hated it. All right, now let's like rock and roll. It's like, okay, maybe something like that would be much more palatable. But it's like, no, you, you're you bringing hate and everybody's kind of fueling it. And it's like, why? It's so stupid. You could totally see, you totally see like how it has ties to like people being dicks.
0: Yeah, and it's like if this is, if you really had no intention or just like, don't understand how or why it got so out of control. It's like, well, then you're stupid. Like yeah. you're an idiot. Like you yeah. have no business having any kind of uh, platform. Platform.
1: This is something too. It's like I know. I know that entertainers don't necessarily have a. Uh, entertainers don't necessarily have to educate people. But right. if you are a six a.m. to ten a.m. rock DJ. I feel like you have some responsibility to tell people where the music comes from, the stories behind the music. So that should have been all stuff that he was familiar with and sharing as he's playing fucking Rolling Stone records and Beatles records and Rod Stewart records, tying it back to who influenced them fucking Muscle Shoals, like, where they recorded their albums, mm-hmm. who, you know, studio musicians that they had, like – I'm so worked up
0: from this fucking I know. topic. I'm so Me too. mad at I'm this like, man. oh, I ranted so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's fine, I love yeah. disco, and I, I'm trying I to defend it. it, and I, I, I don't – I get so mad at people who are just so negative, and they build their entire identity and their entire brand on being – shitty yeah
1: on uh, disliking things instead and disliking of liking things them. Yeah. yeah and just
0: like being like it's so sad and it's just it it really does suck people in who mm-hmm. are you know feeling some kind of way and man they catch these people when they're just when and they reel them in and it, it it's, and they radicalize them and they radical and it's so fucked up and that is the problem and now that they're is isis the pro- and, yeah, now they're American <laughs> Isis. They're vanilla Isis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, my uh, God. All the alternate
1: names for the – So good. Qu- I'm using quotes, patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. That was so funny, vanilla Isis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they are. hmm
0: Yeah. Ugh.
1: It's so gross. Well, well on oh that my God. note – I God, know. I could talk for another hour about this, honestly. I feel 100%. like there's so many cultural, like – things to explore and I feel like we just like hit the tip of the iceberg and I was like just working through my thoughts on some of that stuff and it's like oh yeah I have I feel like I could have so many more thoughts on this. I feel
0: like right now we're we've said this before I think about the 70s where it was just like there's so much shit happening politically and culturally that uh, I think we're kind of in the in a in a parallel universe with yeah. th- with that that time period, mm-hmm. and how we, you know, get through the next decade is going to be indicative of like whether we're going to repeat history or not. So,
1: oof, hopefully not the eighties.
0: Mm. I know.
1: No, we don't need that capitalist bullshit.
0: No, mm-mm. let's. Let's. No, thank you. Let's just. Take it easy. Take mm-hmm. a breath, and you know, uh, tear down the patriarchy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, rebuild it. Rebuild it with a clear eyes, clear heart. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't lose, lose. You know, I don't know. <laughs> clear eyes, open heart. Can't lose. Yeah. Open, open eyes, clear heart. Clear eyes, <laughs> open heart. I don't know.
1: Is clear eyes those eye drops? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well we'll need those because we're gonna be smoking so much weed the next 10 years or so yeah. oh my god oh my god
0: <laughs> i i got you i got you hooked up don't worry <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah true uh all right you guys well um follow us on social meds at
1: DTFU Podcast. all the platforms all of them every single one <laughs>
0: Each and every one, except mm-hmm. for parlor, we don't fuck with that. Well, no, and that <laughs> doesn't. It's getting
1: shut down. So. Yeah. So bye. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag bless. <laughs> Leave us a review on iTunes if you don't mind. S'il vous plaît.
0: Si um, um, merci in mm. advance. No, I hate. I hate the thank you in advance. I oh, that's my least favorite um, email sign off. Thank you sign-off. in advance. Um, yeah, it's very
1: past progressive. Mm,
0: hate it. Thank you for listening. And hey. Listen to disco and stay and be excellent to yourselves and each other. Bye bye. Bye. I've been dying to tell you, Teresa. Oh my god, I can't <laughs> wait. Uh-huh. Um,
1: I sell my nudes to my reply guys. I used to bartend foot fetish parties. I cannot take a shit in a public restroom. Uh-huh. Hey, it's your girl, Father Longlegs, Daddy T, you know me, it's Teresa Lee. Everyone has secrets, and that's what makes us human. On You Can Tell Me Anything, I ask some of the funniest comedians I know to tell me something they want to get off their chest. From secret past lives, like working with porn casting, to embarrassing stories like pooping on Canal Street in broad daylight, there's nothing you can't tell me. So listen to You Can Tell Me Anything, available now on Hoo-Ha-Ha Podcast Network, or wherever you get your podcasts.